Thank you for traveling with Amex Platinum. To your right, you'll see Oceanside Relaxation at a fine hotel and resort property. When booked through Amex Travel, you can enjoy complimentary breakfast for 2 and 4 p.m. late checkout. That's the powerful backing of American Express. Terms apply. Learn more at americanexpress.com slash with Amex. I bet you're smart. Yeah, and you like to hold your own in the group chat. We can help you drop even more knowledge. My name is Martine Powers. And I'm Elahe Azadi. We host a daily news podcast called Post Reports. Every weekday afternoon, Post Reports takes you inside an important and interesting story with the kind of reporting that you can only get from The Washington Post. You can listen to Post Reports wherever you get your podcasts. Go find it now and hit follow. At Bed 365 we don't do ordinary. We believe that every sport should be epic. Every home run, every hit, every inning, every play. From the moments that are legendary to the ones that fly under the radar. Whether it's a walk-off grand slam or a base hit to center field. Whatever the sport, whatever the moment, it's never ordinary at Pet365. 21 plus only must be present in Ohio. If you or someone you know has a gambling problem and wants help, call 1-800-GAMBLER. This is the Lombardi Line with Michael Lombardi and Patrick Maher on VSEN. Okay, it is the Lombardi Line Week 10. Guten Morgen. We'll get you caught up on what's happening in Germany with Seattle and Tampa Bay. The questions today as we welcome you back are the quarterbacks. Michael, I got something fascinating. Of course, he's Michael Lombardi. I'm Patrick Maher. Hope you're having a great weekend as we head towards the holidays. It is VSIN, the Sports Betting Network. It's fascinating what's happening. We'll get to the game in a second. Cleveland and Miami. I'm watching Miami, who's lane three, hosting Cleveland. I'm watching Circa dance between three and three and a half, which tells you that there's betters on the app just looking for that half, looking for the Cleveland yeah. to get the hook, and then they're adjusting it back down to three. So we'll get to Cleveland and Miami. Of course, Cleveland coming off a buy in a second. Well, let's get a quick update. Okay, let's start where we started at the top of the show. What are you seeing so far in Germany with Tampa leading 14 nothing over the Seahawks at the break? I mean, this drive to start the second half is critical. you got to have a drive starter. If you're Shane Waldron, the offensive coordinator of Seattle, you got to come out at halftime and say, okay, guys, here's what we've got to do. You've got to have to make some adjustments in the run game. You haven't been able to run or block the front. The young offensive line of Seattle is having a hard time today. And – and, and, and it hasn't really showed up as much as it has today. They've been shut out for the first time since they played San Francisco in week two in the first half. So they've got to find a way to come up with some runs because Brady's got some rhythm right now. Brady isn't really in a 50-pass game. And the way the Bucks have played over the course of the season so far is they've been in 50-pass games. You know, Carolina did a much better job of being able to get, to get him into a lot of third downs. That's what you want. You want to get Brady into so many third downs that it becomes frustrating like the Rams did, like Carolina did. But so far that hasn't happened. So you've got to tighten down your defense. You've got to stop the run of the Bucks, and you've got to find a way to get points on this first drive. You need seven, you'll take three, but you've got to figure that out, and you cannot make a mistake from here on out of point of the game. This game, you're going to need to get, you're going to, need to, get to the 20s to win it. So now – but I say that, right? So think about this, Patrick. You're going to need to get to the 20s to win it. You're not going to win the 17-14. But so if you get to the 24, say you can get to 24, that means you're going to need – you're only going to have five or six drives in the second half. You've got to maximize every one of them. Or you're going to have to get turnovers. And we know Brady is so good protecting the football that unless you force a fumble, you're not going to gain extra possessions. 
First half dominance, 208 yards, Tampa, 57 for Seattle, 0 for 5 on third downs, just three first downs for Seattle in that first half, 13 first downs for Tampa Bay. It was dominance, your second half number, Seattle's laying a point and a half, the total's 21 and a half. We are kicking off in Munich with Seattle receiving the ball. Michael mentioned this is just a huge opening possession of the second half for Seattle. They have to get something going. They've done nothing on offense. Okay. Right. So we, you always you always want to talk about how many possessions are left in a game, right? And so if you're Tampa, you know that 14 is not going to cover it. So you know Tampa, because you kicked off, you'll probably get five. Seattle will get six, right? So you know you have to be able to maximize some of those, and you've got to pick your spots. And if you're Seattle, you know Brady doesn't turn it over. So every drive from here on out is critical for Seattle. Okay. Let's get to the themes today. Of course, the quarterbacks, Jeff Saturday, his intern begins there in Las Vegas. We've got a little weather, and that looks like a nice completion and a first down. Great start. A 12, 13-yard pickup for Seattle and Geno Smith on the pass there. Okay, let's talk quarterbacks. Josh Allen, he's going to be active today against Minnesota. Michael, I'll quickly set up the number and get your reaction. That number is all the way up to seven with Buffalo Lane at hosting Minnesota. Well, I mean, look, Buffalo is, you know, they they can't run two offenses in Buffalo. Case Keenum could come in and fill the role, but he's not going to fill the six-back attack role that they run. So it's going to have to be – Josh Allen does. And we know Minnesota has struggled against the six-back team. You know, if you go back to Philadelphia in week two when when, when they played Philadelphia, they really struggled in that game. They have a hard time – they have a hard time preparing for that. So in Philadelphia, Philly – you know, Philadelphia – was able to run for 163 yards in the game. They threw the ball effectively. Almost had 500 yards of total offense. That's kind of what you went to me. When you're handicapping, you've got to take what the offense is, okay, like Buffalo, a six-pack a team, and compare it to another six-pack a team. So you've got two elements here. You've got Philadelphia and you've got Chicago. A little bit of New Orleans too, right? New Orleans was, was a six-pack team, and that game was a very close game. So this is a hard matchup for Minnesota. This is a hard matchup because Minnesota's going to see a team like Philadelphia, like Chicago, that the quarterback is the focal point of their run game. Can I just tell you this? Three total first downs in the first half for Seattle. Three plays, three first downs to start the second half. That's a nice little jump. Whatever was said at the half has worked so far. Well, I mean, what's working is is the fact that they're getting taken four advantage plays, of some four first downs. Sorry to interrupt you. Four right. plays, well, four, four consecutive I mean, first downs. What they've decided is we're not going to try to run the ball. We're going to try to we're going to try to we're going to throw the ball here. We're going to mix in a little run, but we're going to we got away from being conventional, right? So we got to get the ball out of we got to get the ball out of Geno's hands quicker, and this is what they're doing. And so they've got the Bucks on the back of the heels, right? So they got the Bucks back. Gino takes off and runs and almost gets, you know, but I think he wanted to throw the out there. They played it. They, they kind of took it away. And Gino's careful with the football. I got to give Gino credit here. He has been very careful with the football so far. So it's a nice rhythm. Look, and they're not trying to force the run game in here. See, I think what happened to, to Tampa last week was when you watched them play against it, their second down play calling was atrocious. They got themselves caught up into too many. You know, they ran the ball for four yards on first down and then second down. They were just horrible. They end up running again. Now they're in third and five, and they had too many third and fives, and it's hard to convert that. Think about this, Patrick. When you are in third down, if you're an elite third down team, you convert them at 50% of the time, right? 50 That's all you convert them for is 50%. Well, that, 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 
if you have 15 of them, that means you're punting the ball. Eight, if you get seven and a half of them converted, or say you're 16 of them, you get eight converted, you're punting it eight other times. The drive ends. So third and manageable is one of the most ridiculous things in all of football. It, it's insignificant. you got to get first downs, and the best teams get first downs and two downs. Plus territory for Seattle, hunting the green zone. Shout to Tom Coughlin right you on gotta the edge. you got to be careful here. you got to be you got to be careful here. you got to get pressure. you got to get some kind of pressure. You're going to get man coverage, and somebody's got to win here because Bowles is not going to let him hold on to the ball. Okay, walk us through the play, then we'll get right back to the quarterbacks. Here we go, third and eight, big play for Seattle. They, so he here dropped is... it. He rushed three. He rushed three. Ugh. He rushed three, and he played coverage. They threw, it. they threw a man beater on the outside. They played it. So – you know, that was a zone concept, even though you see Metcalf out there one-on-one, right? This is a, you know, they're playing it. He outside release, so the corner has him. So he t- so zone becomes man in the coverage, and they only rush three. He had plenty of time to throw it, but they were expecting, like I was, blitz coverage, and they got, they got, and they got basically drop eight. Metcalf begging for a flag, kind of just a bummer. The way that drive started in the second half for but Seattle. But we got they points, though. We got, we got we got points. Like we're gonna get. We got to get three here. We got to make the field goal. So well, I don't know what this flag's for. Let's see what Hussey's got Let's up see. his sleeve. Your boy Hussey. Looks like it's unsportsmanlike. Oh offense. man, that's 15 yards. Oh, now it's going to be a 55-yard field goal. 55 in the turf. Who knows? It's foreign turf. That's a he- and a that's a heavy land. grass turf over here. This is horrible. I mean, that, what did how they can do? You have an unsportsmanlike in that situation. Carroll looks this is apoplectic. Second- I mean, who did it? It wasn't me. Why, why are you blaming me, bro? Well, I had nothing to do uh, with it. Okay. I was, Metcalf's <laughs> been jawing with them the whole time. He's, he won't Metcalf, shut up today. Metcalf was jawing with them the last time. Did he? Did that guy throw the flag? Oh, did he just get – that was on Metcalf or John? Okay, I think it was. Okay, here's 58-yard attempt. Okay, Michael, here we go. Let's see if we can get this. This is huge for Seattle. It looks like That's big good. time. That kid made it. That wow, that's a great, that's a great kick. kick right there. Because you know that if that ball's if, if Brady gets that ball there, then all of a sudden it's a whole different game. This is a huge kick. I mean, you had to kick it, right? You had to kick it. You're down 14. You can't punt there. You got to kick it. Remember, how many possessions do I have left, right? So now I scored on one of those possessions. Brady knows he's got to get the game into the 20s. He knows this, right? So he's got to come out with a possession. And the more you make teams play from behind in the second half the better chance you have to put the game away. 14-3 Tampa leads. Okay, Michael, I got to get you through all these games. Denver, Tennessee, it looks like Tannehill is expected to play. Tennessee's lane two, two and a half. What's your take on this and what's your number? Well, my my number in this game was, I believe my number was right. Hold on, Patrick, let me get it here. You got it. Caught me. Time. Uh, got I've got Tennessee time. was, I got Tennessee 2.83 favored in the game. The number's 2.5. Look, I, I think the concern I have about playing Tennessee is that they played a doubleheader on, on Sunday. You know, they played so many snaps in that game defensively. Denver's well-rested. Now, I do think, to me, that Tennessee will have a hard time. I mean, excuse me, Denver will have a hard time blocking Tennessee. Remember, Lloyd Cushenberry's out on IR. They don't have their left tackle, Garrett Bowles. You know, and Vrabel will do a good job of containing Russell Wilson in the pocket and putting pressure on him in there. Remember the game in Seattle last year where Tennessee got way behind. Russell was having one of his better days. And then all of a sudden, Seattle came storming. Tennessee came storming back to win that game. So, you know, they have played this team before. They've played Russell before. So Tennessee's got to be able to get control, run the football against the Denver defense. That's very difficult. 
I think I think this has got to be a slower pace game. If you like this, if you like Tennessee, play the under. I think because Tennessee wants to milk the clock. I just think it's going to be a hard game for Tennessee, specifically since they've had so much. They played so many plays. What ninety-one plays last week. Cleveland, Miami. This is a bad job by me. We just have a minute. There's three games we have to get to. Cleveland, Miami, Dallas, Green Bay, Chargers, San Francisco. Let's quickly do Cleveland, Miami. That number is now Miami three. It was three and a half. Quick quick reaction to that. Yeah, my number is 393, okay? Uh, Miami defensively has not been good. Cleveland on a rest off the bye week. They should be able to run the ball, you know, Miami plays a lot of double sync. You can run the ball off tackle. I think Chubb is going to be able to have a good day. Brissett coming back home. He's a kid from West Palm Beach. He's got to play well. And look, you've got to eliminate Tyreek Hill from the game. The guy's got 76 catches and 100 looks. That's 76% for a wide receiver. That's rare. Got an interesting trend coming back. Cleveland and Miami. That totals a nosebleed up to 49 and a half. We'll continue with the cap there. Then we'll get right into Dallas Green Bay. That's ahead here on the Lombardi Line. The 2024 presidential campaign features two candidates who are very well-known to Americans. And yet, there's complexity at every turn. Criminal trials for one of those candidates. Young voters who are angry. The Campaign Moment podcast from The Washington Post gives you what matters. I'm Aaron Blake, and I'm covering my 10th election cycle. My colleagues and I have insights that you won't find anywhere else. So follow the campaign moment right now, wherever you're listening. At Bet365, we don't do ordinary. We believe that every sport should be epic. Every home run, every hit, every inning, every play. From the moments that are legendary to the ones that fly under the radar. Whether it's a walk-off grand slam or a base hit to center field. Whatever the sport, whatever the moment, it's never ordinary at Pet365. 21 plus only must be present in Ohio. If you or someone you know has a gambling problem and wants help, call 1-800-GAMBLER. When it comes to financial advice, you got to trust the source. It's why you listen to this podcast. If you're looking to upgrade your wallet, you need to turn to NerdWallet. Their expert team of nerds dives into the details to help you find smarter financial products. If you're paying for vacations with whatever card is in your wallet, you could be missing out on miles you didn't even know you were leaving on the table. You can get a new card with more miles and more upgrades. What could future you do with more travel rewards? A hotel upgrade? Lounge access? Wherever you go next, make it happen with a smarter travel credit card. Don't wait to make smart financial decisions. Compare and find smarter credit cards, savings accounts, and more today at nerdwallet.com. As with all cards, credit is subject to lender approval and terms apply. NerdWallet. Finance smarter. You're listening to the Lombardi Line on VSIN, featuring former NFL executive Michael Lombardi. Now, once again, here's Patrick Maher. Express Bet. Get all the information. VSIN.com slash horses. 10 bucks free when you sign up for Express Bet. Use the code HORSE200. You get 100% match on your first deposit up to $200. All the information is over at VSIN.com slash horses. Okay. 
It's up to us. We're going to get the three big games right now. Browns, Dolphins. The Browns snapped the four-game losing streak with that win going into the bye against the Bengals, 32-13. The Dolphins have won three straight. We know what the Dolphins do, Michael. It's one of the best offenses in football, but the defense is struggling in a big way. They're laying three right now, late steam on the Browns, pardon me. They were three and a half this morning. It's now Miami laying three. What do you got? Well, I mean, look, Miami wants to play man-to-man, and they want to be able to try to utilize their their strength and their power. Bradley Chubb played, I think, 51 plays last week for his debut in Miami. He had a half-assisted tackle. So they haven't been able to get any pressure on the quarterback. They haven't been able to really get off the field on third down. And their offense, you know, has this moments of, oh, my gosh, they're unbelievable. But then they've also had moments where they haven't been very effective. They're 14th in the league on third down. You can't give up a big play to Miami. You can't let them do that. And this game really favors Cleveland in the sense that Miami's not a good third-down defense. They're 27th in the league. They can't play red zone defense. They're 29th in the league. So, like, you've got to go in here and control the pace of the game. You've got to say, okay, we're going to play 32 minutes of offense. They're only going to have the ball 28 minutes. And if we can force it into a a lot of third downs and make Tua have to execute those third-down plays, we got a chance to win this game. So, I think three and a half is the right number. I don't think three is the right number because I think you could push that way. I think it's going to go back and forth. And look, the one thing Cleveland can do, I know Brissett's not, you know, he's got familiarity with the Miami team. Miami's got familiarity with him. But they've got to feature Chubb. Stefanski's got to be able to not be as aggressive, not take as many chances, and feature Chubb. I think really this is a big game for Stefanski. I think if he doesn't really win this game and he makes one of those bonehead decisions of going for it like he did against the Chargers, I think the team's going to pull away from him. I really do. This is a big game for him to prove that he's got control of the team. Dallas Green Bay, it was four and a half with Dallas Lane. It shockingly, if you told us at the beginning of the season, Dallas would be laying three and a half now as we sit here on Sunday morning at Green Bay. You'd say we were drunk. Even John Goulet wouldn't have written that script. If Aaron Rodgers and the Packers offense struggled against the Lions' shaky defense, what the hell are they going to do against this Cowboys defense? Especially, think about Bakhtiari and Jenkins are questionable for this one. Dallas ranks first in sacks per dropback. This is a rough matchup for Green Bay. Well, it's not if they run it. If they if they want to come out and make it a 50-pass game, then it's going to be a rough matchup. But they've got to find a way to to run the football. I mean, Detroit's in the game with Dallas up until 10-6. to 6. Detroit ran the ball. They play action pass. They had some moments in the game where, where they had a chance, and yet they, they, and yet they weren't able to, to really capitalize on it. I think Green Bay has to alter their game plan. I think Green Bay's got to be able to take advantage of of a team that's really doesn't want to be explosive. They're going to be, they're, you know, Dallas still is operating as if Cooper Rush is playing quarterback, which is what they should do. Run the ball, use Pollard, use Zeke, you know, get the ball to their receivers. But don't, but don't take too many chances. Don't turn this ball over. And if you're Green Bay, you got to run it. You've got to be able to say, okay, we got to control the pace of the game because our receivers aren't ready to play yet. And that's the fact. And when you throw it as many times as you want to throw it, it's a problem. Intercept for the Seahawks will keep you updated. The Cowboys are well-rested and relatively healthy coming off a bye week. Of course, they keep an eye on Philadelphia and Minnesota as far as the class of the NFC. Also, the Cowboys are 6-2 and ATS, tied for the best mark in the league. What is the Lombardi line in Green Bay with Dallas Lane 3.5? Yeah, you know, one of the you know, I think there was a rule in, in New England, uh, you know, don't let Brady not throw it. If you got Brady, let him throw it. They just violated the rule. Okay, 
You know, Dallas, Green Bay, I had this as a 5.16 game. And the line opened up at 5, and it's going away. I mean, the love for Green Bay is simply this. They're playing at home. That's too many points to get at home, right? I think that's ultimately what it is. Do they think Green Bay is going to upset them? I don't know. But, look, here's where I think the advantage is for Dallas, significant advantage, is John Fossil's a very good special teams coach. He's got a lot of tricks up his sleeve. You know, Basachi's been in Dallas before, but Basachi doesn't get enough time to prepare his special teams to do what they need to do. They'll be the game within the game. And if Dallas wins that special teams and they're able to run the football on Green Bay, who doesn't have Rashard Gary rushing, you could take advantage of the secondary. I mean, Big Daddy, I was with Big Daddy last night, the Packer fan of all Packer fans. He tells me that Abrams is going to start at safety for Green Bay today. At safety. If I see Jonathan Abrams at deep part of the field, I'm going after him every play. I'm going after him every play. Like, there's no way he can play. If they do that, they haven't watched any pro tape. We'll see. You want to hear something fascinating? I'm going to give you the number in San Francisco. Remember, for new bettors, 14% of the time an NFL game is going to finish on three. Three is the key number. The second key number, NFL betting, is seven. We just went through seven. We're now seven and a half with the 49ers laying it, hosting the Chargers. I know your number is way off of this. Let's start capping it. San Francisco's laying seven and a half. The total's 45 and a half. Well, my number is a little bit misleading because, as I've said from the beginning, my San Francisco number's not right because of the injuries. So I know my number's wrong here. I have it as a 3.77 game. That's not right. And sometimes your number's just not right, right? You just understand that. Because of the injury situation and all that's happened, your numbers are going to be wrong on some things. So I know my number's not right here. But here's what I would say. I know the matchup is right. I know the Chargers can't play run defense. They cut Jerry Tillery, their first-round pick. They can't play run defense. I know that Kyle Shanahan as the offensive coordinator is better than Brendan Staley as the defensive coordinator. I know that. I know San Francisco off a bye week is going to be able to take advantage of this Charger using McCaffrey, using Debo. They're healthy now. This is a big game for San Francisco. This is a game where San Francisco's got to say, hey, we're a dominant team. We will be dominant here and we will take this game over, and then they've got to pressure Herbert. Now, Herbert's only averaging 6.4 yards per attempt, which is ridiculously low for a guy that can throw it down the field. That's really bad. Why? Because he can't get protection. He can't get protection, and that's a problem against a San Francisco team that's rested and healthy on defense. One thing I will say, Michael, this does not bode well. San Francisco, the Shanahan's are legendary for coming up with an offensive game plan centered around the run. The worst rush defense in all of football this year, the Chargers. This does not look good on paper for the Chargers. Plus, McCaffrey is going to be more involved. And it's not going to be McCaffrey just at running back. It's going to be McCaffrey in the slot. McCaffrey over here. Everything's going to evolve around that. So I think ultimately how they attack this Charger team you know, and, and stale, and if they put pressure on Herbert, now Herbert doesn't have, in fairness to Herbert, he doesn't have Mike Williams, which is his big play guy. He doesn't have Keenan Allen, which is his control passing game guy. You know, and this is a hard game to play against a second against a team that can rush. You're not going to have a lot of time to throw the ball, especially considering Slater, their left tackle, isn't playing. Pipkins, their right tackle, may not play. They're beat up in their offensive line. This is a backup offensive line going against the best defensive front in football. I'll, I'll one-up you. Debo Samuel, Elijah Mitchell, and eight others set to return off the bye for the 49ers. This team's which getting is, healthy at 4-4. Four four. Which is huge, right? Which is huge. And that's where 
you got to say to yourself, as much as stay to your numbers, you got to look at your numbers. My number's wrong. I know San Francisco is a team that could be in the Super Bowl. I know that. They're good defensively. They can run the ball. They're well-coached offensively. You know, and when they're healthy on defense and they can rush the passer, they create turnovers. And as long as they're healthy at linebacker and the defensive front, they can overcome their lack of man-to-man coverage skills in the back end. Plug your ears, but that's heavy steam to push it through seven. That's seven and a half. That's yeah, Sunday they night. They didn't want to give it all be... week. Nobody was betting the Chargers all week, and they didn't want to move the line. Eventually, they had to finally move it, and that tells you something right there. Now, this is a sharp play, too. So there's a lot of guys here in the book that are on San Francisco. We know, you know, we had Mike Samich on this week. He was all in on San Francisco, double dipping on San Francisco. He got him at six and a half. He said he'd still bet him at seven. It's now seven and a half. That could make a difference, but you're 100% right. Samich joined us earlier this week. That is fascinating. You know, a tease opportunity too. Remember, the pros are going to tease the Chargers up six, and, and novices will tease, for the most part, the 49ers down uh, six. So that's fascinating. Listen, good job by you. The doubters, the haters said we couldn't get all three games in. We did. Now quickly with a minute, we go back here. Seattle's moving the football. Seattle's in a good spot right now. Yeah, Seattle's got rhythm. They've decided they're not going to run the ball. So Seattle said, okay, Todd, you don't want to take away our run. We're not going to run it. We're just going to throw it. You can't cover us out on the back end. And, and Seattle's really good at receiver and they're really good at skill and they're doing a better job of blocking. I mean, just on that play alone, they chipped the end with the receiver. I mean, they're doing a better job of keeping Geno upright, but they've got to cash in on seven here. Remember, we said how many drives do we have left in the game? How many more chances do we have? We needed the Bucks. We knew the Bucks to get back in it. You needed the Bucks to turn it over, and they did. They run the ridiculous throw the ball. Hey, look, if you're the Tampa Bay Buccaneers, just let Brady throw the ball all the time. Like, like let's just let Brady <laughs> throw it all the time. Why, why would you? Why would you do that? Why would you let the greatest passer of all time throw the football? What are you drunk? And on go a out Sunday for a route, Lombardi. And go out for a route. I mean, like seriously, of all players, you want to go out for a route? I mean, Tommy, geez, oh man. And he slipped on it as well. I'm telling you, and the turf, them. something up with that turf. And oh, that turf's too heavy. Yep, that turf's too heavy. What is, are they playing in Ames? Is this Iowa State? What the hell's going on in Munich? Okay, great job, Michael. We come back. Thomas Gable from behind the race and sports book there at the Borgata. He's next. What's happening with these numbers? Week 10. You're listening to the Lombardi Line on VSIN, featuring former NFL executive Michael Lombardi. Now, once again, here's Patrick Maher. Okay, VSIN pros, VSIN.com slash subscribe. Remember, part of your package, you get the betting splits. So important. Before you make your next bet, go to vsin.com to check out the current betting splits. You want to know where the money and bets are moving for every game today? It's updated with DraftKings odds every 10 minutes. Betting splits are another way. VSIN is here to make you a smarter, better year round. Check out today's betting splits for every game at vsin.com. Just quickly as we come back, Thomas Gable joining us, our partner from behind the book there at the sports book. Michael Lombardi there at the Borgata. Saw Maniscalco last night, which is cool. I'm Patrick Maher. This is. VSIN, the Sports Betting Network, a huge turnover. Michael, I want your reaction right away. Seattle was kind of rolling, gaining some momentum, picked up a big third down, down 14 yep. 3. They fumbled the football. Yeah, I mean, that was a huge drive. You had a chance. You had the second possession of the game, second possession of the half, chance to get points. That one hurts there. I mean, that really does. They're going to need a huge defensive effort here in the fourth quarter. That was a backbreaker. Yeah. 
tough one. Yep, they, it really they, was. Especially, think about it, off the turnover. You're starting to gain some momentum. You get plus territory. You're driving the football. Your second drive after picking up three total first downs in the first half. Just a huge, huge recovery there for Tampa. Hi, Thomas. Well, that Cable. was it. Did you st- That was it right after uh, Seattle interception. So. Yeah. Yeah. Yep, that's exactly right. Right after the turnover. Did you stop by and hang out with Millie and Michael yesterday with Sebastian Maniscalco? Did. Yes or no? I, I, I did see them. I, I saw them uh when they uh when they arrived with the uh with the party and uh, the Bermans and um oh. so it was you know, it's interesting. It was, when you guys were going in, it was almost like that scene from Goodfellas where they're going in and every when Henry's on the date with Karen <laughs> yeah. and they're going into the Copa yeah. and the, everything's parting for yeah. them. Yeah, that that's was exactly how it was that's when, when Michael, were, when that's Michael arrived I was here. In the, I was in the parts. back. That's because of my man. For, my, like there's a thousand people in line. It stops. Michael comes right to the front. And every, it's like so a embar- part. So in. embarrassing. I spilled a beer on my shirt. I mean, literally, got my, I got – bumped by some woman as I turned to get a beer and I got beer all over my shirt. I had to go buy a Maniscapa shirt. It was to, just to get the beer off me. So it was, but the man, the man here, the man here was just so gracious and, and it was wonderful. And I, I'm telling you, if you ever have a chance to see Sebastian and Mike Young, the, 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 the guy who, who opened for him, Detroit guy too, Patrick, a huge Lions fan, by the way. Oh, I gotta look him up. Millie must have gave you the cold shoulder after you got the cold beer dropped all over. No, you. that's I, hilarious. I went and bought a shirt and changed in the lobby there, so we're all good. Okay, let me do this. One, Buffalo just went to six at a couple of shops hosting Minnesota. Two, San Francisco's gone through seven to seven and a half. Three, I got Pittsburgh laying a point. We'll start with those. Those are some big movements here, TG. Yeah, so we're still uh, a pick'em for Pittsburgh. Start with that one real fast. Uh, that one has uh, has moved, as you said, throughout the week. Saints opened as two and a half point favorites there on the road, uh, really driven by sharp money there. Uh, so that's down to pick them. And then, as you said, the uh, the Niners Chargers. We'll get to that. Um, Niners now laying seven and a half at home. Uh, a lot of people here just. I mean, I think between the injury news, that has really driven us through the seven for the uh, the injury news for the Chargers there. Uh, the Niners obviously are really, aside from the Eagles, those are the two teams that most people are looking at to say, hey, they're going to, one of these two teams are going to come out of the NFC here, best chance to get to the Super Bowl. Uh, so we know that they're going to be able to run this ball, run the ball on this uh, uh, LA Charger defense. So, yeah, you've seen the move there. And then uh, the other one that you touched on there, Patrick, I'm sorry, was the Bills and Vikings, which obviously has been uh, all over the place this week between uh, the Josh Allen injury. Um, We actually opened this game, uh, the Bills laying seven and a half, kind of a hedge there on whether Allen would play. And then as the week progressed, it looked worse and worse. So you saw that line really creep down. And then yesterday uh, we got the news. Uh, Barkley was not elevated from the practice squad. And the line jumped there from three to six. Then we went to six and a half there. Uh, as it obviously you, you read the tea leaves, well, Josh Allen's probably going to be playing here. So uh, currently that is sitting at six and a half. Uh, you started to see some people uh, come back on the bills there after that news was announced there yesterday afternoon. Yeah. 
I mean, this game's all over the board. It's tough. Do you have a hard time figuring out where your liabilities? You got a lot of people on Buffalo at three and a half. You got Minnesota, you know, and uh, you know, it's like this is uh, this is one of those all over the map games. Yeah. And 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 obviously nobody really had the information on what was going on with Josh Allen because the, when the line dropped, everybody thought that was a given that Josh wasn't going to play, right? Yeah, and and that's really uh, what it was looking like throughout the week, and then uh, uh, yesterday. Um, that's when uh, the news hit. And believe me, the betters always have it. The sharper betters always have that news before you get it on Twitter or wherever else. Uh, they were looking to to, uh, to bet Buffalo. So you knew something was going down. And then pretty soon after, that's when the, the Barkley news came out that he wasn't being elevated. So Huge chunk run there for White and Tampa Bay as they get into plus territory there with Seattle. We'll come back to that. We saved the one game we haven't touched on for UTG. It's Houston. At the Giants, interesting spot here for the Giants. Where'd you open, and where, where are you sitting right now? Yeah, so the Giants opened six and a half point favorites in this, and uh, down to four and a half. And this is a game here where I think Barkley and the Giants, just obviously Daniel Jones, very mobile. Uh, they should be able to run the ball here on Houston. Um, well, we're probably going to get a lot of Giants money as we typically do, uh, but. Uh, this is a game here I think is just setting up well here, really looking well for the Giants uh, to come in here and be able to run the ball, go to their strength here against this Houston defense. I think it's a really good number if you want to play the Giants. Here's why I like the Giants today. Davis Mills is going to see a lot of pressure from from uh, Wink Martindale, Sir Wink Martindale. And one of the things when you watch Houston play, Houston's offense is very static. So they run an offense where you can blitz the formation. Which means this is an old term. This is, I mean, literally Jeff Fisher could come back. Buddy Ryan could call the game today because they're an, almost a 2,000 offense. And so because of that, you could really attack them. And if you could force them into negative plays and force Mills to have to throw the ball, it becomes a real issue. So I think it favors the, the Giants defensively. Offensively, you're right. I think you can run the ball on Houston. And I think that the short passing game, because of their Tampa 2 coverages, you know, bar, that – that uh, Daniel Jones has a chance to get a lot of completions and control the pace of the game. But, look, this will be a close game like all games with the Texans until the fourth quarter. Meant to ask you, what's your Lombardi number here with the Giants in Houston? What do you got, Michael? I had it at 6-1-2, and I think the Giants are the better play today at the, because you get the better number. You know, people have bet to Houston, and, you know, look, Houston is a team that plays 50 minutes, and this will be a close game going into the fourth quarter, but Houston tends to fall apart in the fourth. You can find a four and a half. Most shops are showing the Giants laying five. Michael's number is closer to six. Okay, tremendous job on that one, fellas. The other one that's interesting here is Cleveland and Miami. Thomas, I woke up. It's Miami laying three and a half. Now I see threes pretty much everywhere. Well, that's uh that's a game here that I, I don't want to say is uh kind of as pros versus Joe's, but you're seeing again the sharper betters uh taking that three and a half. And now that's really moved the line here to three. So uh overall we're you have the public betting Miami, so we're pretty balanced really on this game uh overall, but uh, this is a game where I think really if you could have grabbed that three and a half, that that was the time to do it. Um the Browns defense has looked better here in, in recent weeks. And uh, 
the, again, the running game, they, they should be able to, to move the ball on this Miami defense, Michael. Yeah, I think they will. I, I mean, look, Miami has not been good defensively, and I know they got Chubb and all that talk, but Cleveland has to play. Cleveland's a little bit like they – sometimes they lose track of who they are. They've got to be able to balance the game, run the ball, you know, and keep Brissett from making mistakes, and they've got to protect in this game. If Brissett turns the ball over, they won't win. I mean, they've got to protect the football, and I think that ultimately you've got to be able to – You've got to be able to keep the ball away from Tua and this explosive offense of Miami. Okay, let's get these two in before we say goodbye. Dallas, Green Bay, I've got Dallas laying three and a half. Uh, and I'll, I'll ask you about Arizona and Los Angeles, but let's start Dallas, Green Bay, Thomas. Yeah, so Dallas laying three and a half. Uh, that number is down from the opener of five. And uh, the total sitting uh, at 44 right now, that's up from 43 where we opened it. Uh, Mike McCarthy revenge game here, and uh, obviously Packers dealing with a lot of injuries, um, facing this Cowboys defense, who's third in the NFL in, in points allowed, obviously one of the best defenses. We have not seen this Packers offense look good at all, So, um, but we are taking some Packers money, so uh, it, it's uh, pretty balanced betting right now. Ticket count certainly favors Dallas in this one, but uh, the money split here is pretty even on that one michael before you say anything intersection of information in the market here's what's fascinating remember buffalo was seven everywhere now they're six and a half everywhere i just got this case keenum has been warming up with normal starters in the pregame no signs of josh allen so as the information comes out the market's moving i don't michael. think we'll hit that when you come back i have a reason okay. for that Okay, what's going on with the number in Buffalo? Michael Lombardi's answer, and then we run the board. TG, we love you. Good luck today. We're back. The 2024 presidential campaign features two candidates who are very well-known to Americans. And yet, there's complexity at every turn. Criminal trials for one of those candidates. Young voters who are angry. The Campaign Moment podcast from The Washington Post gives you what matters. I'm Aaron Blake, and I'm covering my 10th election cycle. My colleagues and I have insights that you won't find anywhere else. So follow the Campaign Moment right now, wherever you're listening. At Bed 365 we don't do ordinary. We believe that every sport should be epic. Every home run, every hit, every inning, every play. From the moments that are legendary to the ones that fly under the radar. Whether it's a walk-off grand slam or a base hit to center field. Whatever the sport, whatever the moment, it's never ordinary at Pet365. 21 plus only must be present in Ohio. If you or someone you know has a gambling problem and wants help, call 1-800-GAMBLER. When it comes to financial advice, you got to trust the source. It's why you listen to this podcast. If you're looking to upgrade your wallet, you need to turn to NerdWallet. Their expert team of nerds dives into the details to help you find smarter financial products. If you're paying for vacations with whatever card is in your wallet, you could be missing out on miles you didn't even know you were leaving on the table. You can get a new card with more miles and more upgrades. What could future you do with more travel rewards? A hotel upgrade? Lounge access? Wherever you go next, make it happen with a smarter travel credit card. Don't wait to make smart financial decisions. Compare and find smarter credit cards, savings accounts, and more today at nerdwallet.com. As with all cards, credit is subject to lender approval and terms apply. NerdWallet. Finance smarter.
You're listening to the Lombardi Line on VSIN, featuring former NFL executive Michael Lombardi. Now, once again, here's Patrick Maher. Okay, PetMGM, the king of sportsbooks, unleashes the spirit of Vegas. It's betting's premier loyalty program. Very simple. You use a credit card, you get points. You bet at BetMGM, you get points. Use those points for free bets, airfare, dining, anything you want. The King of Sportsbooks hooks you up with the betting's premier loyalty program. 21 years or older, 1-800-GAMBLER if you have an issue. Okay, we're back. Got got to go quick here. Of course, Brent Musburger coming up next with Countdown to Kickoff. Michael Lombardi there at the Borgata. We've got three official plays from you coming up. Quick reaction. We've got a touchdown in Munich. Looks like that one's over. Turnovers are killers, and Seattle's fumble killed them. Yeah, the unforced there. I mean, really, that wasn't a forced turnover. Geno got the ball taken out of his hands when he knew he was getting tackled. You can't do that, you know. And that cost them. That's going to cost them the game. It's going to cost any Seattle better uh, their bet here because they had a chance to make it 14 to 10, 14 to 6 at least. And now all of a sudden it's 21. I don't know if you have enough possessions to get back in it. You're going to need a big strike to get back in it. And Tampa's going to play conservatively, defensively, let you work the ball. Tampa's opponent right now isn't the Seattle Seahawks. It's the clock. The number in Buffalo is dropping like the temperature. It's fascinating. The information, Case Keenum has been warming up with the normal starters pregame. No signs of Josh Allen. That has the board lighting up, Michael. You can take a look. It was seven when we sat down with Buffalo laying it off the Allen news. Now it's all the way down to five and a half. The betters are reacting to the news in Buffalo. Look, if I were Buffalo, and I don't know anything here, if I were Buffalo and I was Sean McDermott, I wouldn't let Josh Allen go out and throw anyway. I wouldn't want them to see that he was the starter. I would want them to keep thinking it's Case Keenum. So why would I just show what he could do until the game starts? Why would I give them any advantage? So the other thing is, for me professionally, why would I dress Josh Allen if he's not going to start? Like, if, if he has to come in on the second play of the game because Case Keenum gets a concussion, why shouldn't he play the first play of the game? Ask, riddle me that, Batman. Like, if he's good <laughs> enough to be the backup, then, then why isn't he good enough to be the starter? Like, you're either cleared to play or you're not cleared to play. This isn't like... You're either, you know, one or the other. You can't have it both ways. Well, we want to rest him, and we'll see how Case does. That doesn't make any sense. You think if Josh Allen's been cleared to dress, he's not going to tell them, I'm playing? Come on. Well, board is a Christmas tree. Shout out to the holidays. Oh, my God, and it's five mostly. and a half. I see, I see some four and a half. There's four and a halves here in Jersey. Lighten up like a menorah. Let's get to oh your plays and run the board. Okay, you've got three official plays. I'm going to hold off on those plays. We'll officially give them after we run the board with the leans. If you're ready, give me the word, and I'll start. Go ahead. Give me the word. I'm ready to go, my man. Let's do it. Jacksonville's at Kansas City. Kansas City's lane nine and a half. Michael Lombardi. I, I, I'm going to take Jacksonville. I have this as an 8.83 game. I think they've got to manage the game. Doug Peterson comes back to Kansas City. He was an offensive coordinator. His team can can keep this with the under nine points. I mean, they can cover this. They're better than this nine and a half. A lot of that line is a fact of their, their decision-making and their inability to play consistently in Trevor Lawrence's inopportune turnovers in the red zone. I think they'll keep it close. I'll take – and the, look, the Chiefs are not a great cover team. I'll take Jacksonville, lay the points, and take the points. A good spot for the uh, for the Giants. Surprised to see the number drop back a little bit. I've got fives with the Giants laying at Houston in town. In the contest, it was four and a half, and I'm sure a lot of people took it. Today, it's five. I like the Giants at four and a half. To me, I think it's uh, – I have this as a six-point game. I think it's really an opportunity for the Giants. I think it'll take a while, but this game fits them perfectly. 
because they can pressure Davis Mills into mistakes because they will attack the protections of Pep Hamilton's offense. Okay, Pittsburgh is officially one everywhere. They're laying it with New Orleans in town. I gave this as an official pick to Bill A.D. I had it at one and a half. It's down to one. Does it really matter? I don't think so at one and a half. I'm going to go with Pittsburgh. I think Tomlin coming off the bye. I think that New Orleans is going to struggle to get going, especially outdoor team, indoor team, again, playing outdoor. I'm going to take Pittsburgh. I think Pittsburgh will play better today. I think it gives them a chance to get their quarterback, Kenny Pickett, into some rhythm here against them. Okay, I got Detroit, Chicago, Cleveland, Miami as two official plays. I'll hold off on those. Let's go Minnesota, Buffalo. We've talked about it. Right now it's Buffalo five and a half. I'm going to take Buffalo, and I'll tell you why. I think Buffalo's playing possum. I think Buffalo will play well today. They need it. Minnesota's going on a bye week after this game. I don't know how much Minnesota's going to be interested in playing in 30-degree, 33-degree weather with the wind coming in off of Lake Erie, and it gets cold, and if Cousins gets hit early in the game. Remember, Buffalo's still a good team defensively. I think they'll put pressure on them. I think they've got to turn the ball over, and Buffalo can run the football. If Keenum plays, I liked it at three and a half on Chris Russo. I'll take Buffalo. Again, the news Allen did not come out for pregames. It now has officially gone down to five at many shops. Buffalo laying it with Minnesota in town. Denver's at Tennessee. Looks like Tiny Hill is going to start, and Tennessee's lane two hosting Denver. You know, a lot of people on Denver. I have a hard time going to Denver. I had this is a two eight three game, I believe. I'll take Tennessee here just because I think Vrabel's such a good coach. I think he'll put pressure on Russell Wilson, and I think he'll make it hard. And I think with Tannehill back, at least they can do something in the passing game. I mean, they've been able to win without a passing game the last couple of weeks. Today, they'll at least have some something. Now, they don't have great receivers. But they'll be able to do something. I think it's a low-scoring game, Patrick. Jeff Saturday's debut with the Colts on the road in Vegas. Vegas is lane four, Michael. You know, I, I think this is a hard game for Vegas. I'm going to take the Colts in the four only because I think it's a field goal game. I have this as a two-and-a-half-point game before all the news broke. I think both these teams are kind of even. I'll take, I'll take the, the points at four-and-a-half. Arizona's at the Rams. Again, looks like Kyler Murray and Matthew Stafford most likely not going to play. It's going to be backups. The Rams are laying three. I'm going to take the, I'm going to take the Cardinals here. I like the Cardinals with Colt McCoy much better than I like the John Wolford and the Rams. I think the Rams' problems become even more magnified with no run game. I think it'll be really hard for them. Dallas is at Green Bay. It's down to three and a half. Dallas laying it. Wow, I know. This is unbelievable. I'm going to take Dallas here. Look, I think Dallas is the better team. I don't think you just turn it on automatically. You know, I think that, that they have struggled. You lose to Detroit. I think this Dallas front rested should get after Rodgers a little bit. And if they don't run the ball on Dallas and control the pace, Dallas is going to have to turn the ball over to lose this game. I think Dallas wins it with their kicking game. Okay, the Chargers in San Francisco is an official play. I'll circle back to that one. Let's go back to rotation 249. Detroit's at Chicago. Michael, this is an official play for you. We'll throw up the official plays. We've got a touchdown for Seattle. 820 to go. They're going to penny an extra point, pull within 11 at 21 to 10. Game's not over. That's surprising. A nice little bounce back drive for Seattle and Geno Smith. Chicago, yep. lane three. This is an official play for you. I really like this game a lot. Uh, and there's some two-and-a-halves out there that I like better, but I think now it's three, you know, but I like this game. I like the matchup. I like Chicago. I think it's going to be – I just was told by somebody in Chicago that it's much colder than what the temperature's listed. The wind is coming in off the lake, which makes it feel – the real temperature feel like 30 degrees. I think Detroit playing outside on heavy grass, I think it's, it affects them. 
They're not a great outdoor team. I think their speed of their defense is really where I favor. I like the weather and golf playing in cold weather, but I really like the fact that, that the Detroit speed trying to match up to the six-back attack will be a problem. I like Chicago a lot here. Good distinction by you as Seattle goes for two. DraftKings is laying two and a half with Chicago. Geno looking for an open receiver. It's an incomplete pass, so it's going to stay 21 to nine. Let's go next. The Browns are catching three. You had it at three and a half down in Miami. Yeah, I mean, I, I think to me it's – I'm I, so you're listening to this. My play is Cleveland. It's got to be three and a half. If it's three, I'm off the game. Good, you know, I would be off the game. So you got to understand that. At three and a half, I like it because I think that half point's going to matter. I think it's a close game. And I think Cleveland's defense has got a really challenge. They've got to put pressure. I mean, this is a big game for Clowney. This is a big game for Miles Garrett. They've got to take away Tyreek Hill. They can't allow him to get down the field. And they've got to encourage Miami to run the ball. They've got to encourage Miami to run the ball. I think that they should be able to control the pace of the game, control time of possession, I think they keep it close. I think it's a field goal game. I'm going to take Cleveland in the points. Similar situation. You had San Francisco lane seven. It's now seven and a half. So I'll let you decide if you're going to take it or not. Yeah, I'm on seven here. You got to take the seven. It's seven and a half. I don't like it. I like the matchup. I think San Francisco really is going to be a dominant team here today. I'd be surprised if they don't. I think that they'll protect the football well. I think they can control the pace of this game. And I think they're going to put pressure on Herbert. Okay. Michael, you got a minute. I'm going to let you run with it. We've got Countdown to Kickoff with Brent Musburger coming up here in just a bit. Looks like Seattle's going to try to hang around here, no? Yeah, I think, well, look, they got to get a three and out here. I mean, and Brady knows it. So so Tampa's in a little bit of a dilemma, right? Their, their opponent's the clock, but they need some first downs. They need three or four first downs on this drive to really put the game away. And so you can't get so conservative with your play calling. You've got to have a really good first down call where you can keep the clock going, but you also have to have a second down call where you can convert some first downs. I think that's going to be key. This is where you've got to take the game over. This is where Brady has got to be Brady, where he'll know what's going on and protect the football. He's not going to give it away. He's not. So this is a key down for Seattle. Seattle's got to take some chances. Seattle's been close. They just haven't been able to make the play. It's November 13th. It finally feels like the holidays. Stay warm today. Enjoy Week 10. Michael Lombardi of the NFL. Thanks, Patrick. You got it, buddy. And say hi to Millie for me as well. Coming up next, countdown to kickoff. Brent Musburger next right here on VSIN, the Sports Betting Network. At Bed365, we don't do ordinary. We believe that every sport should be epic. Every home run, every hit, every inning, every play. From the moments that are legendary to the ones that fly under the radar. See for yourself when you sign up today and get $150 in bonus bets when you bet just $5. Whatever the sport, whatever the moment, it's never ordinary at Bet365. 21 plus only must be present in Ohio. If you or someone you know has a gambling problem and wants help, call 1-800-GAMBLER. Terms and conditions apply. If a new house is on your wish list in the next five years, grow your savings faster and experience your dreams with an Ohio Homebuyer Plus account from Kemba Financial Credit Union, a savings account specifically designed to save for a new home where you can earn 7% APY, a $500 matching bonus, and a $1,500 mortgage closing cost credit. Learn more at Kemba.org. Offer expires March 31st, 2025. APY equals annual percentage yield. Restrictions apply. NMLS 292230. Equal housing lender. Federally insured by NCUA. From BBC Radio 4, Britain's biggest paranormal podcast, is going on a road trip. 
I thought in that moment, oh my God, we've summoned something from this board. This is Uncanny USA. He says, somebody's in the house, and I screamed. Listen to Uncanny USA wherever you get your BBC podcasts. If you dare. 